Good morning everybody, Thursday 28th of October and I thought things were going to be a little bit worse today than they were. We saw Wall Street down 266 points, SPY futures down 40 and the commodities sector in particular getting belted in the US but this morning we're only down 19. A good set of results from the ANZ has obviously helped. The ANZ's up 1.5% this morning on results which beat expectations. The average broker forecast was 5.96 billion and they've come out with 6.2 billion. They've added back a bunch of over-provisioning for the pandemic last year, which has allowed them to beat expectations. As you're probably aware, that number was up 65% on last year. Their tier one capital ratio was up, return on equity up to 9.9%. The only weak spot perhaps was home loan revenue growth in the low double digits. And they said second half volumes were impacted by a competitive refinancing market. So a lot of people are deciding to refinance having started with the ANZ. Customers paying down their loans faster as they don't spend $12 billion a year traveling and on processing issues. I don't know whether you've tried to get a mortgage recently, but it is constipated, the process at the moment, and may get more constipated if APRA's recent tightening of the serviceability buffer is anything to go by. And the final dividend, 72 cents, which is more than doubled from 35 cents a year ago. All good stuff. Supports the bank sector generally. Most of those stocks today pretty much unmoved, as I say, with the ANZ up 1.5%. So a good start to the major banks results season. We've also, by the way, got Bank of Queensland ex-dividend today. We've got Macquarie half-year results tomorrow, NAB next week, and Westpac the week after. Hopefully they too will progress the normalization of dividends, add back some provisions, and keep us all cheery. Looking at the technical picture on the banks, all the moving averages still in the right place. It's a bit sideways at the moment, but ANZ seems to be pushing the sector to new highs. Investors relax, dividends on the way, results okay, all good. Good for the market too. Three major events overnight, which don't change strategy, but might change your thinking a little bit. The first was a significant eight basis point drop in the 10-year bond yield. That's in the US, of course. The 10-year bond yield last week was scaring everybody with a peak of 1.68%, which followed the FOMC minutes the week prior talking about the tapering timetable and interest rate rises. And overnight, it fell eight basis points, as I say, to 1.54%. So good for the technology sector, the only sector. In fact, the consumer cyclicals were up as well. But technology was the only sector up in the US overnight. And as I look through those share prices of the big end of the S&P 500, Alphabet or Google up 4.8%, Microsoft up 4.2% on results, Ford up 4.3% after the bell on results. Earnings almost double consensus expectations. At the same time, interestingly, General Motors fell 5.4% on the message that the chip shortage will continue, whilst Ford was saying improving access to chips was an excuse for upgrading full-year profits. So pick your stock, make your choice. 
two conflicting stories there. But the results continue to drive the market. McDonald's was up 3%. Coca-Cola up 1.9%. A few stocks on the downside, though. Robinhood, which, of course, is the company that offers cheap brokerage and is almost it's a bit like Bitcoin. It's a barometer. The share price is a barometer of trader enthusiasm for the market. And like Bitcoin, which was down 4.8% overnight, Robinhood was down 10%. Other stocks on the wrong side of the ledger, Visa down 6.9%, MasterCard down 6%, PayPal down 3.3%, and Square Inc. down 3.9%, which of course drives the APT share price. Although with all the other technology stocks, that is the outperforming sector in Australia today. APT only down 0.9 of a percent. Bond yields obviously helping. So that was the first big event overnight. Bond yields down. The second big event was results. And the third big event is the energy sector coming off the top. We have, of course, seen an energy price squeeze caused by coal shortages, gas price spike, the oil price at seven-year highs, oil price down 2.1% overnight. And it's all to do with China getting on top of their energy issues and the coal price down another 3.6% overnight. Not many of you will hold Whitehaven or New Hope or Sol Pattinson, but that coal price spike is firmly over by the looks of it. And I don't think we'd be buying energy stocks, although it's an obvious reopening trade. There's not a lot of income around. And we've got Glasgow coming up at the end of the month, which runs for two weeks, the COP26 climate change conference. And that is not going to be talking about the benefits of fossil fuels, that's for sure. There are also a few mentions in the newswire about growth concerns, particularly from China. Beijing's had a COVID outbreak, which threatens growth. All the metal prices absolutely tanked last night. Copper down 2%, nickel 3%, aluminium 5%, tin 6.7%, iron ore down 2.5% as well. So Chinese growth, the issue, and that puts all our resources a little bit on the nose. So not buying the iron ore stocks yet by the looks of it, not until the China sentiment improves and the iron ore price starts going up again. When it does, if you can believe Fortescue, which had quarterly production numbers today, everything will be fine. Iron ore shipments up 3% in the September quarter to a record and their production guidance is unchanged. So the iron ore stock's still paddling like mad underwater. It's all about the iron ore price though with China worries. In the short term, still not deciding to buy them yet. One day they're going to be a fabulous trade. Interestingly, Morgan Stanley's got some research out today talking about Chinese steel export volumes continuing to decline into the end of this year. And you might have seen Chinese iron ore imports dropped 12% in September. And on the back of that, their top pick is not BHP Rio or Fortescue, it's South 32, which of course was the company floated off from BHP with all the asset classes BHP didn't want. And that included aluminium and alumina. And as you're probably aware, they just made a copper acquisition share price in a strong uptrend in the last couple of months as the aluminium price took off. It's gone from about $2.60 to about $4, now back to $3.60 and falling over as we speak. So Morgan Stanley going against the short-term trend there. They also, by the way, recommend Whitehaven Coal, which is down 11% today. And the message is clear. Chinese growth concerns are topping out the energy sector, keeping the resources sector under a cloud. The Evergrande situation doesn't help the Chinese growth story, but just for now, stand back from resources. At the same time, the bank sector's 
had a good lead from ANZ. Relax about that sector. And if bond yields going to come off, then technology will probably be rolling along all right. You probably saw the CPI inflation number out in Australia yesterday. The write-up this morning is that the RBA are dropping behind the curve with their suggestions that inflation is temporary, transitory, and that interest rates won't rise until 2024. That's prompted the ANZ strategist to say today that underlying inflation is more persistent than thought and the first rate rise is more likely to be 2023 and I think the CBA strategist has said this morning that inflation is higher than expected. They've upped their CPI forecasts for next year and the year after and will have their first rate rise not in 2023 but in November 2022. Anyway, you can see the idea. One slightly higher than expected inflation number and all the strategists are ringing the alarm bells. I'm sure next month there will be another story. Interesting also that whilst the US 10-year bond yield came off quite sharply overnight, the Aussie 10-year bond yield on the back of that CPI number jumped from 1.78 to 1.845. So it jumped six basis points, doing the opposite. Other quick things, a quarterly report from Oricobre. Couldn't hold the share price, down 6% this morning. JB Hi-Fi up 1.6% on some strong sales numbers. A classic reopening play. Boral up 4.4%. Lots of neutral hold recommendations in Woolworths after its sales numbers yesterday. In fact, they say hold neutral, neutral, underperform. And Credit Suisse has got a target price 19% below the current share price. Coles had sales numbers today. They're up 1.1%. Points bet is down 12% on first quarter sales numbers. Tom's got an item in the Marcus Today section about the rate of property prices slowing. And the anecdotal evidence says that as well. Property prices or property price growth is slowing as the economy opens up. A lot of houses have been put on the market. Still going up, just not as fast. And those worries about interest rates rising won't help, obviously. Right, that's about it. Sorry, bit of a run-of-the-mill day today. I had my morning disrupted by a meeting. But the market's doing okay. No change to strategy. Stock-specific stuff today. Our market was down 32. It's now down 8. So holding up nicely. Dow futures up 67 as I speak. Amazon and Apple results on Friday. Macquarie results tomorrow. US third quarter GDP numbers tonight. Expected to slow from 6.7% in the June quarter to 3%. One last thing, the All Ordinary spreadsheet and the stock box are out of action at the moment. I am re-engineering. May take a week, I'm afraid. Normal service will be resumed as soon as possible. That's about that. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you soon.